Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. There ain't no gold in this closet That he's been stuck in for like fucking ever But he knew there was hope in the booster And he's breaking out to New York City crowds Get tickets Angeles. That amazing song was by Adele. <laughs> that was by Macy Solar Sela and AJ Warren. Thank you for sending in that incredible song. If you have a live or else theme, send it in to leave it at crooked.com. They have been amazing. We have got, listen, we have a little bit of uh, showbiz lingo for what we call an episode like that. Called a thick sewed because it's a lot of carts. <laughs> Short for thick episode. <laughs> On the show this week, we mix up some vaccine cocktails. What a day's own Travel Anderson, Alexis Wilson, and Moshe Kosher give our needy audience some advice. Moshe is joined by another funny father, Ricky Velez, to talk paternity, leave. And we have a Bond girl that didn't make the cut. Wow. Exciting. But first, let's get into it. 
What a week. In a statement sent from the Hellraiser dimension, but boring, Donald Trump criticized the media's celebration of Colin Powell after the Secretary of State's passing, lamenting that Powell was treated beautifully in death despite his big mistakes in Iraq. Trump's statement concluded, he made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. The but anyway is art. Media failing to cover the stakes of our politics Leaded gasoline, rotting the brains of baby boomers in the 1960s and 70s. Facebook, Fox News, decadence and moral decay, racism and misogyny as gateway drugs to fascism. This is why Trump was possible. The but anyway, that's why he won. <laughs> Think about it. As for Trump's cronies, in a bipartisan vote today, the House approved criminal contempt charges against Steve Bannon over his refusal to respond to a subpoena from Congress uh, from the January 6th committee regarding the Capitol riot. Bannon says that he, a podcast host, is protected by executive privilege because he once worked in the White House, which <laughs> I will say has never worked for me when I'm trying to sneak Arby's into a movie theater. <laughs> How dare... HIPAA! <laughs> it doesn't matter what's in these cargo shorts in 2005, New York City, while I'm temping as a paralegal and doing open mics at night, sneaking into a movie with a Big Mac at 6 o'clock p.m. HIPAA. <laughs> Too real? <laughs> the thing about cargo shorts in the year 2005 is one side, you could really perfectly put a Big Mac, and in the other side, you could perfectly put a large fries. <laughs> Why, what cargo do you think they're for? <laughs> Meanwhile, West Virginia senator and vacant-eyed student hoping the teacher doesn't call on him, Joe Manchin, has come out against Biden's clean energy plan. There was also a story this week that Manchin was threatening to switch parties. Then Manchin called that story bullshit, but then Manchin also said that actually he did lightly offer to become an independent, but that was it. He would still caucus with the Democrats, but it didn't lead to anything. He almost described it like it would be a favor to Chuck Schumer. But... I know that we're all pretty sick of talking about how we need cinema and mansion, even though they view it as like a source of their identity to limit our ambitions purely for the point of proving that they limited our ambitions. Uh, and even though this is beside the point, uh, we wouldn't be in this mess if Cal Cunningham had been able to stop himself from fucking a rando on a trip to California. It's not neither here nor there. <laughs> or if Bill Nelson had gotten 10,000 more votes against Rick Scott in Florida. Rick Scott, one of the biggest Medicare fraudsters in history. How did we let that go by? And I don't know why I'm rehashing this, except um, we've reached the bottom of the barrel on mansion jokes. <laughs> Which is fine because we can use that barrel to float down the Kanawha River the next time it floods due to climate change as it takes out nearly all the buildings in Charleston, West Virginia, a state singularly at risk for climate-related flooding. <laughs> is that even a joke? <laughs> While Joe Manchin is personally stopping a plan that could help stop trillions of dollars in devastation, at least it's to protect 12,000 jobs in West Virginia, even though we could literally write a million-dollar check to all 12,000 people, and that would be still less than a half a percent of the cost of even the compromise Build Back Better plan. Still don't have a joke. <laughs> Told you. The barrel is empty. It's for climate floating now. <laughs> On Wednesday, 
Mayor Bill de Blasio announced all city employees would, must be vaccinated. In related news, five times as many police officers have died of COVID than from gunfire since the pandemic began. Nonetheless, police unions across the country continue to defy their city's vaccine mandates, with one-third of Chicago police refusing to get vaccinated. When confronted with this startling figure, police representatives promised to get the death-by-gunfire numbers up as soon as possible. <laughs> the San Francisco branch of In-N-Out shut down after failing to enforce the city's vaccine mandate for indoor dining. The company's corporate office said, we fiercely disagree with any government diktat that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. This is governmental overreach. The corporate office went on to say, also, when you order it animal style, the animal is a sick bat. <laughs> I wish their fries were as firm as their dumb stances. The fries aren't good. What are we doing here? What are these lines for? You can't go down a side street near an In-N-Out because people are waiting for these godforsaken soggy fries. What am I missing? Once in a while, I will wait on one of those lines and then I, <laughs> and I'll get to the window and I'll say, one shake please. And they'll look at me like I'm nuts. Like you waited for one shake? I did. I was enjoying an audiobook in the car and I didn't mind waiting. <laughs> but the fries are bad. It's not good. Does anyone disagree with me? No. So then what are we doing here? It's very reasonably priced. This week, the Vatican relaunched their praying app, Click to Pray 2.0. For $9.99, you can upgrade to Pray Plus, which gives you an ad-free God experience and access to Joe Rogan's complete archive. There's also scripture on the fries. That's a good point. That's important, too. Thank you. for I, hadn't, I had forgotten about the scripture on the fries. In an ad for the Virginia Republican gubernatorial candidate, Rudy Giuliani put on an Abraham Lincoln filter to stump for Glenn Youngkin. Let's roll the clip. In my time, we had a name for men who sold bedrooms for one night. In your time, the name is Terry McAuliffe and the Clinton Fleas once and for all. <laughs> oh, great. My sleep paralysis demon is here. <laughs> Chilling stuff. The global supply chain continues to experience backlogs and shortages, exacerbated by the scarcity of microchips and energy crisis in China and the fact that Ronan drinks half a LaCroix and abandons it. <laughs> Thank God I'm planning to get my loved ones the same locally sourced gift I always get them. Nothing. <laughs> On Monday, the Justice Department urged the Supreme Court to block the Texas abortion ban, calling it plainly unconstitutional. I strongly disagree. The Texas abortion ban is extravagantly unconstitutional. You don't just wake up and roll out of bed looking that unconstitutional. People worked really hard on this, and they do deserve credit. And finally, a Wisconsin man grew the heaviest pumpkin this year, weighing in at 2,520 pounds. But it was disqualified for having a fingernail-sized crack in it. Oh, my gourd. Don't you dare say, oh, my gourd, <laughs> ever again. Strange. <laughs> because a fingernail-sized crack doesn't disqualify me from being the cutest pumpkin. And you know what helps 
If you've got a fingernail-sized crack, little VCR cleaner. I've done it. I've done it again. Now, before we get to our incredible lineup of guests, yesterday, the FDA authorized mixing and matching vaccine boosters. In light of the good news, we thought we'd have producer Brian serve as our Watch What Happens Live or Else mixologist, shaking up some sweet vaccine-inspired cocktails all night. Have you ever bartended before, Brian? Sure thing, John. For about 11 months in Brooklyn, I'd give a free cocktail to anyone who looked at me right. Yay. Call me the sex pest of Cobble Hill. It's a family show, Brian. I know. My parents are right there. Hey, guys. Where are they? Right there. Brian's parents. Good to see you. I'm so sorry for this. So, Brian, how are you deciding the right way to mix and match these vaccines? Yeah, so it's a lot of trial and error. I've had like six or seven of these bad boys, and I've never felt younger. They're not supposed to make you feel younger. Then why did they give them to all the old people first? Can you, <laughs> can you just tell us what's in this first one? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just got distracted by how boosted I am. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start with a mojitoni Fauci. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... This is a light pre-dinner drink. Uh, we make it with J&J &J because it provides like barely any immunity. Um, so here's what you do. Okay. So one and done has never been my strong suit. So we're gonna go to J&J. &J. <laughs> then we are going to go to Splash Moderna. Great. Um, and then now we're gonna pour it over ice. And then we're going to top it with oh three shots of Trader Joe's brand rum. There's, there's vaccine in there? What? There's vaccine in there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's also a lot of booze for one person, Brian. This is a public health crisis. Love it. I see. Can you just do your part and stop being selfish like me? Oh, my God. Do I just take it as a shot? Yeah, that's the only way I know how. Oh, no. All right, Brian, thank you for introducing us to that uh, Mojitoni Fauci. We'll be checking in with Brian throughout the night. Give it up for producer Brian. <laughs> when we come back, Travell Anderson is here. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This podcast is brought to you by Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Americans United defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms and even democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. While Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs, Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU's work at au.org slash crooked. That's au.org slash crooked. And we're back. It's hard to stay on top of the news week after week, month after month, year after year. But if there's one kind of news I love staying on top of, it's gay news. Joining me now, a returning gay news co-anchor who you'll recognize from both our Pride live stream and co-hosting Crooked Zone. What a day. Please welcome back Travell Anderson. Hi, Travell. Hi, John. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, you know how gay news works. We're going to have to say this. Um, it's Basically, it's meant to evoke almost like a kind of um, uh, telegram, like news from the front newsreel, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that would have mm -hmm. aired before, like, uh, a Hitchcock movie or something involving Orson Welles. Sure. You know? Not my brand of film uh -huh. in particular, but I know what you're talking about. Great, 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 it's great, cool, great. Cool, Here cool. we go. Are you ready? Gay news. Gay news. 
Sci- Sci-Fi's new Chucky series, based on the Possessed Doll movie franchise Child's Play, stars a 14-year-old gay teen. Finally proving to gay teens everywhere, you too can be haunted. Obviously, Ben Platt went out for the role. I'm sorry. Come on. But up, 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 gay news. Adele admits she framed a piece of gum chewed by Celine Dion, which she obtained from James Corden, who asked Celine Dion to spit her gum into a napkin to give to Adele. Celebrities are just like us. Fucking disgusting. Gay news. All right, this is quick. Dr. Rachel Levine is now the first trans four-star admiral in the history of the United States. Woo! It's not like on a ship. Uh, it's like some kind of a health admiral. I don't totally understand it, but I guess it's cool. It's cool. But above it, above it, above gay news. The Eternals just debuted the MCU's first gay superhero, Brian Tyree Henry's character, Fastos, as well as his husband, and Kevin Feige promised it's just the beginning for the movie franchise's LGBTQ representation. Two gay men in a relationship sharing a comforting kiss of long-term stability. You can stop there, Kev. You painted my shade of the rainbow perfectly. The MCU's first gay character, of course, was basically an extra in Avengers Endgame who was credited only as Grieving Man. I'm still grieving for the fact that Brie Larson's character was reduced to vaguely lesbian facial expressions. <laughs> but gay news. While Eternals introduces the Marvel Cinematic Universe's first gay superhero, they've also pushed back the release date of several films in their upcoming slate, meaning Brian Tyree Henry's character will be the only gay superhero in the MCU until March of 2022. But Doctor Stephen Strange is at least bi-curious, let's face it. <laughs> A Marvel spokesperson said, with greater superhero diversity, we hope to send the message that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has something for everyone except adults. But up up it up 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 gay news. Doing a recent podcast interview, Daniel Craig said he frequently visits gay bars as he finds them, quote-unquote, chill, very safe, and most importantly, I don't get into fights in gay bars that often. That often. Which is weird because I'd fight a gay stranger for you, Daniel Craig. I'd kill half the people in this audience. <laughs> Not me, really. It's just on the card, but y'all know what's up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I just really, have to clarify. I would kill half of you for Daniel Craig. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you, not really. Not if it was really came to it. I will, look, we're going to talk about Bond later, but unless you've seen it, you're not, the camera lingers on some torso to thigh shots. It's like the, mm. you know, like there's the cowboy shot, which is head to just above the thighs. This is the reverse cowboy shot. <laughs> if that makes sense. But up, 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 gay news. Billy Porter called out Vogue for featuring Harry Styles in a skirt on their cover. I changed the whole game. I personally changed the whole game. And that is not ego. That is a fact. I was the one doing it, and now everybody is doing it, he told the Sunday Times. I created the conversation, and yet Vogue still puts Harry Styles, a straight white man, in a dress on their cover for the first time. That's a point. But it, hmm? I mean, it he is, didn't create the conversation, he though. He didn't create the conversation. Okay, come on now. He's doing a little bit much. A little bit much. Like, we, we partially with Billy, and then the other half, we like, mm. <laughs> It is kind of a sign of progress that there's enough famous men in dresses to have drama. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But there are enough dresses to go around, I Plenty. think. Plenty. I left mine at home. It was a little cold, as you understand, I'm sure. I do understand. <laughs> But up, up, it up, it up, 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 gay news. And finally, former Superman actor and recent nothing, Dean Cain flipped out <laughs> over the news that Clark Kent's son and current DC comic Superman, John Kent, is bisexual. 
I don't see how Gene Kane can be mad at DC Comics for making one guy bisexual when he made probably thousands of guys bisexual during the four-year run of <laughs> Lois and Clark. Yeah, joke's on you. That's not a ding. That's just me remembering how hot he was when I was a teen. <laughs> anyway, Dean Kane likes his definitions of sexuality like he likes his acting opportunities, firmly ensconced in the mid-1990s. <laughs> Besides, Dean Kane doesn't have a leg to stand on. Not what everything he stars in now sounds like a bisexual superhero show. One Cop's Journey. Paul's Promise. <laughs> Yeah. You see Paul's Promise, Travel? Oh, you know I haven't. Why'd you even ask that? Put Did me you? on the spot like that. <laughs> What'd you think of One Cop's Journey? Not into the cop propaganda, personally speaking, <laughs> but shout out to them. You know, I guess. <laughs> and that's ba 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 Gay news. Give it up for Travel Anderson, everybody. As the pandemic rounds the vases into 2022... Life is sort of returning to normal, by which I mean a totally new, worse normal where all of the fraying seams of the American experiment have been torn open to expose the synthetic form inside. I, for one, definitely need some guidance on how to go on living. Joining me now are two wonderful people who are up for the job, the hilarious Moshe Kosher of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and Alexis Wilson, writer of Mentally Shrill. Nice to see you both. Nice to yes, see you, too. Nice to see you. First off, let me ask you both. Where do you get off giving people advice? <laughs> well, I asked you backstage what your qualifications were, and she would not tell me. She wouldn't answer I, any of my questions. It's because I have none. I like that. Like, my qualifications are that I'm crazy and that I've spoken to a lot of therapists. Oh, I have that qualification as well. This should be fun. That's why we're on the stage. Um, listen, my qualification is that I do a podcast where I claim to have the qualifications of giving people advice. And it seemed like a fun idea when your producers pitched it to me. I love that about us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, what is some advice that people need but no one is talking about? Ooh. I will say... I hate this trend of like texting your therapist like a weird kooky question and then like tweeting it. Like, don't that, care for that. I don't care for that. Also, like you're bothering them. That's like rude. It's like I'm only gonna go to I'm gonna make up a name, Doctor Jessica with. <laughs> <laughs> I go to her all the time <laughs> with with real urgent questions. Right, not you know like Harry Styles. Yeah, memes. I'm not doing it for the. Don't do it for the gram. No. No, no, no. Why did someone scream no when she said Harry Styles? Right. <laughs> I'm like, which one of you is bothering your there's, therapist? There's a very strange, very anxious, very pro-Harry Styles contingent that when his name is raised, there is a deep concern that we are going to unfairly criticize Harry Styles. <laughs> and it's a really weird energy. I don't understand it. <laughs> Where did it come from? I'm not sure. You, I've never even heard I, him speak before. And I, people are like crazy for him. Well, I think it's that people want to fuck him real bad. I don't. I, I can't relate. You don't and see I, it? No. For I, real, you don't see it? I don't see it. You don't and see I am it? Like, you don't see it at all? You don't see it I, at all? I don't see it. And I would climb Vince Vaughn like a tree, but I don't see it for Harry Styles. Well, I'm that's so a, sorry. And, and by the way, the Vince Vaughn, Harry Styles comparison is often made. <laughs> yeah. That's a constant. Thank you. We know, we, thank, thank you for backing me up. No, we're here in Hollywood. <laughs> by the way, this is the most Hollywood situation ever. It's like... One block over, they're filming a major Hollywood film. Do you see that? And then over here, here we are in the real dream of people that move to town, a podcast taping. This is That's exactly right. All dreams come true. Exactly. You'll fuck Vince Vaughn by the end of this show. Thank you. I yeah, believe that's in myself. It. Listen, you didn't we don't we didn't move to Hollywood to not fuck Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> and look, I didn't, I wasn't asked, and it was really more directed at Alexis, but I'm very attracted to Harry Styles. <laughs> well, he's objectively very attractive. I mean, I, I wouldn't say objectively. That's like very Caucasian to say that he's objectively. <laughs> I, do you know like who you're you, talking if, to right now? You, I'm the white guy to your left. Yeah. <laughs> if if you took if you removed the nail polish and like the rings and his like billowy blouses, that's like an average guy that you can find in Silver Wait, Lake. Wait, hold on. Don't check my white privilege when your example was Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I, listen, I don't I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, I know I get the charm. You either you I, either get the vibe or you don't. No, and I you do. might not get the vibe. Your money, your money, baby. The thing yeah, about you. Harry Styles is. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, so All right, you're you scrambling. know what? I wasn't gonna do this, but Harry, if you want to come up here, bring, bring Harry out. <laughs> he is humiliated. Yeah, he was a guest of Moshe's. I brought him here. I said all of the panelists will think you are at least hotter than Vince Vaughn. That was the one thing I promised him. And that you, you fucked up because I know. you did not. It's very Caucasian of me to do Now, extremely. I, I want to get to the advice, but here's the one thing I will say. Um, a feminine look with a cardigan and a former pop star singing morose songs about the present circumstances, that works for me. <laughs> yeah, but the Wild West comedy tour of Vince Vaughn's, I don't know if you're... Familiar. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Old School or any of his other works, <laughs> but... Old School, that's, that was his sexual peak. No. Vince Vaughn's sexual charisma no. No, maxed just, out just, in the film Old School. Just, Few of us could keep our clothes on in the theater <laughs> whenever Vince Vaughn came on screen in the 2003 classic Old School. No, he's a beauty. He's a beauty. Those, just his physique and those, those under eye bags Ex that you could I, just I curl up on man. and go to exactly. sleep. You sleep like a like a like a. I like love a, I love a, a man that's just like pillow. beat down and yeah. has his ass kicked by life like that. I like especially if he's white. Yeah, do it again. Kick his ass some more. I like an actor that has a kind of masculine passive aggressive energy that is very clearly something that cannot be turned off when the director says cut. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to the advice. I obviously didn't want to bug you just with my own personal questions, and since this week has given us a few viral moments of advice, one of which was uh, from Ellen DeGeneres' web series, Mom Confessions, something I'm just learning about right now as I read this. <laughs> so Mila Kunis admitted that when her six-year-old daughter told her another kid had pushed her, Kunis demanded she shove them right back. Ashton did not agree. I actually think it's kind of good advice. You send your kids out into the world as it is, not some paradise where you don't have to shove back. Someone should have told me to shove back. What is your personal stance on shoving children? <laughs> This might be my like, canceled moment, but I think we should shove a lot of children. There's a few. No, not you shoving children. Oh well. Sh children just so you know, I'm down for that. But okay. also, <laughs> I'm also down with telling your kids to shove children back. What do you think, Moshe? Uh, my problem with it is not that it's a, a parent telling their child to shove another kid. That it's Mila fucking Kunis telling. It's like already the alpha kid at that school. There's no possibility that kid's not walking around with like a you know what well, you maybe. say no. I'm saying sometimes you know that's a target. You know. Oh, you think you're so hot because oh, like your dad was in that 70s show? Well, guess what? Now there's a sign on your back that says, eat shit. I don't think that they don't, I don't think they know what that 70s show is, but. Oh, this is the guy from that wedding movie that I forgot where they're like a little car. 
<laughs> Wait, <laughs> you don't know that '70s show? No, no these I know six that. Old. I'm, I'm okay. saying okay. children okay. are okay. watching. Okay. 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 I, I just would like it if you were so young you didn't know that '70s show, but your main uh, attraction point was Vince Vaughn. I'm like, you are a mystery I, beyond what I had anticipated. I'm, I'm thrilled that you think I'm so young that I don't. <laughs> you look young enough to have pushed Mila Kunis's child to me. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. What do you think, Moshe? Oh, well, I, yeah, that's what I think. I think if you're a millionaire, your kid doesn't get to push other kids. I feel that's what I think. Okay. I think that's a good rule. I think that's honestly a By good the rule way, of thumb. I once, speaking of Vince Vaughn, I once ate at the restaurant Swingers uh, with my dear friend Brent Weinbach, very funny comedian, and we were seated at a two-top, and there was the window, and then outside there were the outside tables, and seated there was Mila fucking Kunis, and I was trying to have a nice time out with my friend Brent and talk to Brent, but this is what the evening was. It was Brent would talk, and I I would stare longingly at Mila Kunis. Then I would begin to talk, and he would stare longingly at Mila Kunis. And at a certain point, I wanted to knock on the window and be like, hey, you're too famous to be out in public eating. Get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to connect with my male friend. I agree. You shouldn't be eating outside if you're Mila Kunis. No, no. Have too some decency. Too yeah, famous. like go in a, to like a cave or go something. Go to the Chateau like, Marmont or something like literally that. Literally anywhere else. Yeah, don't yeah. pretend. And so I went out, and I actually shoved her dining partner, and that's where she got <laughs> the idea. And I'll just say one other thing. Swingers, another place where the fries aren't that good. I, not at all. <laughs> I'm so glad we said it. It also went out of business during the pandemic. So I mean, I'm actually on the side of small businesses. <laughs> I actually hate small businesses. Oh, so you I was do? Thrilled <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. You're like, I don't like Harry Styles. I like Vince Vaughn. I don't like a small. I, hate, I, I don't like I, a I cafe. Hate a small business. Bring yeah. me a Denny's. Bring me a Caro's. That's oh my where God, I want to go. I love a sampler platter. Exactly. Yeah, no. You you get it. You get the vibe. I feel like we're best friends or mortal enemies we, at this point. We should, we should go to Denny's and <laughs> get a sampler platter. I'll get my fries from Swingers. I'll meet you at a Denny's. Listen. Okay. Oh, you like the fries at Swingers. I oh. don't know. I uh, just do, like you, them. You have, you have to check these people before they get on this stage. <laughs> he, li- he likes the fries at Swingers. It's like it, did, it didn't pass the vet. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost control of the show once again. In this week's Savage Love, a writer asks if it's a good idea to let her husband sleep with a terminally ill old flame, or would it potentially lead down a road to ruin for their relationship? What would you tell this extremely, extremely selfless person? Moshe? Oh, oh, I don't understand why you're worried about ruining the rest of your relationship when I think the specter of death is going to do that for you. That's right. There's not much runway there. Fuck the dying friend and send them off into the river Styx with a smile on their face. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. I, I'm going to say that's very Caucasian male of you oh, to say. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Only because this poor woman, like, I feel like if you have to ask, you in the back of your mind, you don't want to actually do it. Like, if I she see. if she wanted her husband to be, like, fucking this girl, you wouldn't even, the question wouldn't even cross your mind. Well, maybe she's just checking in. You know, she wants to make sure, you know, she'd want to dot the T's, cross the I's, that kind of a thing. Make sure, you know, it all, it's all on the up and up before they have the... Um, the sex on the kind of way to, uh, that's off the not That's not going to work because he's going to forget to take the trash out five years from now. And she's going to be like, oh, you didn't forget to fuck that dying girl. <laughs> you know? It's all bad. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> all right. We have to be realistic. We have to be realistic about it. Okay? Do we have? Yes. That was amazing. All right. Now we have a couple from the audience. The first question comes from a, a pop star who says they're not sure whether to tell someone that their feelings were terribly hurt at a live show. Somebody submitted a piece of advice uh, for the first high school homecoming. Who's advi- who was looking for advice vis-a-vis the first high school homecoming? So what is your question for Moshe and Alexis? 
I don't know. Like, what do you do? If you don't like dancing, what do you do? What do you do at your first high school homecoming? Yeah. First of all, take the mask off. Free yourself. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible at this. I'm, I am but a simple Caucasian man. I, I know not of what I do. You're, you're, you're really playing it up tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, di I didn't mean to <laughs> risk your life here. What do you do at homecoming? So you don't want to dance at the dance? No. Can I ask you a question? What do you feel when you think about dancing at the dance? Not good. You feel not good. <laughs> are, you, are you afraid you don't know how to dance? Are you afraid that other kids will make fun of you? What are you worried about happening at the dance? Nothing. Nothing. You just don't want to dance. You know, a lot of people say the younger generation isn't really communicative, and I want to say to you, <laughs> take the mask off. I can't hear you. I what? <laughs> You guys are going about this the wrong way. Okay, Alexis, take over then. Take as over. A, I was trying. I failed. You're a, right. As, as a six-year-old child of Mila Kunis, I will say, <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't go to any dances in high school. Like, mm -hmm. they bullied me out of that place Same. almost immediately. Right back at you. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We, we made it. We made it. Well, here <laughs> look, we are. Look at us now. If I went to that dance, I wouldn't be doing this show. Exactly. <laughs> but I think you should just go and have fun. Listen, like, Addison Ray can't dance for shit. And look at her. She's thriving. Netflix deal, money out the ass, never worked a day in her life. Just do that. If all else fails, just get a TikTok, you know? Just, just, TikTok just a is horrible. TikTok is horrible. Mm -hmm. um, have you seen the research that shows that Instagram gives teen girls body dysmorphia? Yeah, I was, I was here when you did a rant about that. Oh, wow. Oh, so you've come a few shit. times. <laughs> she, she, she's talking damn, shit. That was, that was a diss track. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I actually heard your little rant about that already. <laughs> you know, like, have I you ever thought about the fact that maybe the reason you don't want to go to this dance is because you intimidate the people around you? Yeah. You know, maybe it's your fault. Think about that. Yeah, maybe. This, this is a lot of victim blaming going on. Wait, well, she's Again, a white male. <laughs> to my left. Um, okay, so you don't want to, do you not want to go or you just don't want to dance? No, I want to go, I just don't want to dance. Okay, you, can so not, you can just go and not dance, just vibe. Yeah, just why vibe. don't you, you should go, are there any goth kids at your, at your school? <laughs> do they still have goth kids? No. You do you I know what a goth kid is? Anymore. Do you know what goth Wait is? Wait a second, do you know what a goth kid is? Yeah. You have kids that wear all black and black nail polish and black lipstick and, and, and kind of paler makeup and they think they invented that even though it's at every school? There's one kid. There's one kid? Great, okay, oh, that's the guy. Yeah. You find that guy. <laughs> find him, you go ask, with him. ask that guy to come with you to the dance exactly. and then the two of you sit in the corner sharpening your arrows and, and twanging the sinew of your bow and arrow and you will be a fucking legend i swear to god okay in this age of school shootings literally don't do that yeah <laughs> whose I advice are you gonna take here don't i seem like i've got my head screwed on tight listen do what i'm telling you this is a good idea take the mask off unvaccinate yourself and bring a bow and arrow to your homecoming do you feel as though you were helped by this situation at all not at all thank you for your question yeah. uh that was thank you. No, but, I, I love but inspiring real, America's youth. You know. No, the sincere answer is it's not the kids that are dancing in front of everybody and being like outwardly performative at the high school dance that turn out to be the cool p adults. Those are the people that end up catching a case and nothing goes their way. You, the nervous person, eventually you're going to be like interesting, intriguing, and you'll look back and you'll go, just like John said, I'm so glad I didn't dance at the school because I would have been such a loser right now. Now look at what I'm doing. I'm trying to keep my head above the seawater that has melted and is about to kill everybody in my generation. <laughs> yes. Bestie that, spilled. That <laughs> is fantastic. Great advice. <laughs> Second, all right, we also have someone that says uh, you're 36 weeks pregnant. 
Who is 36, 36 weeks pregnant? Right here in the front. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Flavia. Your name is Flavia. That and, is. Uh, so, and you were 36 weeks pregnant. So that's nine and a half, that's 10 and a half months pregnant. You were 12, you're 13 <laughs> months like pregnant. Like she's two years pregnant. That's so crazy. Uh, I could, I could give it? birth any moment. Any moment. It could happen and you, literally and you came here. here. That's why of she course. came here. It's laugh it out. Laugh it out. <laughs> <laughs> the question it says here, now you want to know what we should name the kid. Oh. Correct. We don't know if it's a... Male or female. Mm -hmm. Okay. That doesn't matter anymore. It does not. Yeah, it's 2021. We're good. Yeah. But as you can tell, I have a quite unique name, so I'm, I'm, I can't just name him, I'm sorry, John. I can't. <laughs> that would be very Caucasian male of you. Have you, ever, um, have you ever tried to ingratiate yourself to someone before? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not lately. No. Because that's another piece of advice you could ask in the future. <laughs> um, do you have a partner? I do. He's right here. His, what, what's he his name? Trace. Trace, Trace, you got, no, okay. I think you go the direction you think you shouldn't go. It's oh, funny no. to be like, hi, this is Trace, I'm Flavia, and here's our son, Tom. Yeah. I think that's, there's that something cool my, about that. Then that he'll have to struggle. Name, yes. Or they'll have to struggle. What do you think, Alexis? <laughs> I mean, I was named after a Dynasty character, so I don't think I'm really, like, allowed to, like... Carrington? I think that's cool. Fl yes. Wow. Do you, cool. The crazy thing is, she was you're talking all this <laughs> shit about Caucasianness. It gave you your identity. No, it did, <laughs> but only because so my mom was gonna name me Dominique, mm -hmm. not not Caucasian. No, no, I like it. Okay, but my cousin was born in January, and my aunt stole it. I was born in March. Oh, your cousin is Dominique. Yes. I think wow. it's a it's a very cool origin story to be named after Alexis it's, Carrington. It's, it's very dynasty too, the way it all shook out. I was named after a famous person as well with a lot of power. M Moses. Moshe is my name, and there's another dynasty. It's called the Jewish people, and that's... I love that for you. Yeah. I, well, I had a Kabbalah phase, so I really... Oh, we really are. We're like besties we're now. We're good friends. It's yeah. working. It's working. It's working. There's heat because it's working. It's not going just in one direction, if you know what I mean. Harry Here's, Styles, baby! Let it go! Okay. Let, let it go! Have you considered a gender-neutral name like Cameron or Dylan or Max or Max or Vince? Or Vince. Vince Vaughn, like that. Or Vince Harry. is a hot name. I've never seen an ugly Vince before in my life. Never met an ugly Vince? No. All right. Yeah, you a big Vince McMahon fan? Hum <laughs> sure. Humana, humana. Hum huh? Yeah, yeah I'll, take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes, I mean, Vincent Van Gogh. He was hot. Hot. Can't I mean, deny I mean, that. Even, be even better. Ugh. Even better. Like, he literally can't hear me. That's iconic. <laughs> that is hot. I want that for me. Has this helped you at all? It has. Flavia. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wait, how could it have helped? Wait, I do have a pitch. Yes. What about love it? Oh. If you can't go John, go love it. I how about like that? it. I know. Why it's, can't it be Alexis? It's sweet. Okay, See, you know what? You're now right. you're making it weird. I'm sorry. There's a black one on the stage, and you're making it racial. You're saying <laughs> Wait, the name. And like, wow. Wow. We I, made so much progress. Now we're back. Now we're back. Feel, I feel so trapped, but I think you should name your child Alexis. Yeah. I agree. That's think, such a... Yeah. It's we think gender it should neutral. be electric. Um, can I ask you... Uh, so um, I recently... A friend of a friend is having a baby, and whenever they're asked what the gender is, they say, they haven't told us yet. <laughs> And I find that both endearing and really smug in a way that's yeah. troublesome. <laughs> Thoughts? Oh, we're the same. We hope we have that relationship with them when I they're like 14. It. I like it. Things are <laughs> happening. Things are happening. I love that. Flavia and Trace. I will say, this child is not going to get shoved on the playground. No, no chance. Mila Kunis cannot say that, so you're already winning. You know? You're light years ahead of them. We, I think we all are light years ahead of both of them. But I think we've done it again. Yeah. We've done it again. There's no question about it. We've helped Flavia. There's no question. <laughs> All right. Thank you to our teen dancer. Thank you to the uh, soon-to-be parent of an unnamed uh, uh, 
child. Love it. Child. Love it. Child. Future love, it. love it. Uh, oh, little baby Alexis. Sorry. Little baby yeah. love it, Alexis. <laughs> love Alexis. Oh, love Alexis, love it. Alexis, you love, love it. it. You, Does you, this mean anything to anybody? You love it, Alexis. No? All right, it's Flop. a commercial you're from the <laughs> Bay Area from the early 90s, and if you didn't get it, it's because you're not cool. <laughs> Give it up for Motion, Alexis. They'll be back later. Thank you, guys. That was so much fun. When we come back, another segment. I relate to you, though, if we're on a break. I didn't dance at the school dances. I used to sit in the corner, and I would, instead of dancing, I would clench my butt cheeks to the, to, I was so nervous, but I, would, I still wanted rhythm, so I'd just clench the butt cheeks, and I would just be standing there. And then eventually, I started going to raves. You should try, honestly, my suggestion, try the rave scene San Francisco circa 1993. It's awesome. Here's what I'll say to you. <laughs> the idea of me dancing in high school, the fully almost physical brick walls of anxiety, fear, self-consciousness, latent homophobia, cultural terror uh, that I would have had to break through to literally lift one foot off the ground to begin dancing at a high school dance, unfathomable to me. So I stayed home and I played Mario Kart during my prom. Wait, can I, before we go, I do, now you got me thinking. One, this is real, okay, real advice. It's scary to dance. It is very scary to dance in front of other people, but there is no, I, and this is gonna sound so corny, and I know that I've established myself as a rakish figure that you can't trust that's actually aggressive, but this is real, this is now real me. There is no f more freeing feeling on earth than dancing like with full abandon in like, there's, there was, I don't remember who it was, but someone said, some famous person said, if I can't dance in your revolution, I don't want any part of it. There is something beautiful about dancing with everything that you have. And the best dancer on the, on the dance floor is always me. But the second best dancer on the dance floor is always the person, not the person that looks the best, but the person that does not give a fuck the most. So that's my advice. Someday, find a way to dance with abandon, even if it's not at your high school dance, because that's not a great environment for it. Find a way to dance, because it's, it's a good feeling. That is great advice. And... I do think it is funny how you fight cliche, but the truth is, I think what we've wanted to say the whole time is, I think you all know, dance like nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Let's check back in with our live or else mixologist, Brian. What are you mixing up? Anything good recently? Wee oui, wee, oui, John. Oh no. <laughs> Why are you speaking French? Yeah, I don't know. I was mixing a matching backstage and now I know French. You know French now, but you didn't before. Pardon? Excusez-moi. John, do you not believe me? You're telling me that if you have enough of these vaccine combinations, you gain new skills. J'accuse! Zut <laughs> John! There is nothing Big Pharma can't do with a high enough dose. All right, well, I'm skeptical, as is several people in the front row of your accent. But I would like to know French, so can you teach me how to make uh, whatever? A, a tequila sunrise movement. All right. Well, tell us about it. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to measure out two parts Pfizer, one for each dose you already have, and then depending on if you like it sweet or not, and I do, a little bit of Moderna, and then I know you like your Diet Coke. Okay. <laughs> Looking out for you. And then as much tequila as you could fit in the rest of the thingy thing. These thing. are very strong vaccine doses. Mmm. <laughs> How is that? It seems uh, very strong. Yeah, it's uh, smoky. Uh-huh. Do you want it? Uh, could you make it spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comme ci, comme ça. Uh, you just... 
You what? just gotta shake it up with a little uh, AstraZeneca. We're not even approved for AstraZeneca. Where did you get AstraZeneca? Boss, I told you, if you want anything, I know a guy. Don't, that's not this kind of a tour. <laughs> uh, all right, Brian, thank you very much. We'll check back in with Brian. A little worried about Brian. Recently, Pete Buttigieg, former presidential candidate and America's mayor by default, now that Rudy Giuliani sold his official America's mayor sash and crown to pay off the owner of a massage parlor in La Jolla, who was blackmailing him after Rudy begged a professional masseuse for a hand job during a trip to California to see the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Caused a stir by taking paternity leave from his role as transportation secretary, he was helping to take care of his new twins, Penelope Rose and Joseph August, who were born prematurely. And boy, does the right wing have a lot to say about it. Joining me now to discuss are two actual certified dads. We already have Moshe here on stage. And coming up to the stage, we have Ricky Velez, very funny comedian. Hi. Hey, what's up? Thanks for there being we go. here. Hey, people. Hi, Ricky. How you doing? Thanks. Dude. He's from Forest Hills. I'm from Queens Village. You're from, we're all from New York, dude. I'm Syosset. You can't really say I'm from New York, right? You are. You were born there. I left when I was an infant, but fair enough. I appreciate the street All right, way to f fucking ruin the hype I was trying to get going. No, I'm going to give you some hype. Ricky won't say because he's very humble, but he's actually got an HBO special that uh, is coming out any day now. He wasn't going to mention it. He, was he wasn't going to mention it. But no. I, he actually told me not to mention yeah, it. Yeah. Did I? You said do not bring it up. I'm firing my agent after this. <laughs> this is not my crowd. Here's the, here's the thing. I just found out she's been here multiple weeks. She's go to learning school. Go to school. <laughs> this is school. This is school. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We're outside. It's cold. Go study. And fucking dance. Now that's some New York advice. <laughs> what, you, what, what the fuck? Go fucking dance. Go fucking dance. dance. Just get out there and dance. <laughs> you fuck. Go back to Queens. Dance. Yeah. We love to dance in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard the ABBA song, Dancing Queen? <laughs> in original. <laughs> in Queens. ABBA, famous Queens-based music group. So what are we talking about? You gentlemen are here to talk about parenting, specifically being dads. All right, so I'm going to start with some easy questions for you two. First, uh, do you regret it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny The people that don't have kids. Right, we take that kind of stuff very seriously. And honestly, to this crowd that laughed, that was very Caucasian male of you. Do you regret becoming no. dads? Answer the question. No, my kid is the coolest fucking thing I've ever done. He's so dope. But one day he will steal out of my wallet and call me a dick. That's what's crazy about parenting in a way. I'm sure you relate to this. Is that, And I'm sure you don't, John. Is that... You are training them. You're not, they're not just going to do that. You are literally training them to do that. That's like, why mine's in karate. I'm training. <laughs> to fuck you up? Yeah. <laughs> but it's such an interesting experience that you, the moment the child comes into your life, you are training it to say fuck you and leave. That's its life journey. It, well, well, there's one stop along the way, which is where it goes to a high school dance, looks around and goes, I, ca I can't do this. And then they leave. And that's, that's, there's something beautiful nope, about that. my kid will dance. <laughs> He's a dancer. So, so Tugger Carlson said of Mayor Pete taking leave, Pete Buttigieg has been on leave from his job since August, and after adopting a child, paternity leave, they call it, trying to figure out how to, how to breastfeed, no word on how that went. They will never go after maternity leave. They're generally kind of uncomfortable attacking paternity leave, but there's something about attacking Pete. There's a little bit like what they're trying to say is, isn't being a caring dad 
kind of faggy? Isn't that like <laughs> at the core of what they're saying that like parenting is for women and fags a little bit? Right. They're like, isn't a two gay men having a kid just a little gay when you think about it? <laughs> there is something about on the right, like Candace Owens went after Mayor Pete. Like, there's this idea that basically like they have been wanting to attack paternity leave as a concept, and they see a gay man as a great way to do that because it like exposes for them what they see as like fundamentally like women's work, right? Like, oh, you're going to go do a woman's job raising the children. Do you feel like there was a little bit of that when you had kids that like caring and taking care of the kids was seen as something like not for you? The problem is the job. I work at night. So if I don't take care of my kid, I'm just a shitty person. Because <laughs> you're, you, you're, have no, yeah, you have no yeah, excuse. Because you're there during the day. Yeah, I'm there. You're just there all day. Yeah. So you have to do something. Or go to rehab or something. Like right. you can't just... Oh, that's always a good option. Yeah. If you want to get out of parenting. That's a good way to get out of three weeks. <laughs> classic. Classic <laughs> way out of a three-week tough parenting situation. Rehab. Tried and true. But no, but don't you feel that way that there's an expectation that fathers need to go back to work, they don't really need to do this, and that the fathers that do are somehow kind of taking advantage of maternity leave. There's that idea that homophobia stems from sexism, right? That people are afraid of the womanization of man, and that's what homophobia comes from. And in that way, I, I, get, I can kind of see the point. They're like, that feels like woman to, you, to you, them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Ricky, how are you going to talk uh, about climate change? Me? To a child. Me. Yes, you. You have a child. They're inheriting a world. I just quote Drake. YOLO, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there. Get the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. You quote Drake. You go, YOLO. You only live once. But maybe not that long. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? Just dance, you little shit. Just, it's all melting. Do you know how similar dancing is to swimming? You're going to need to know how to do that, yeah. too. We live in Queens. The water is rising. It is. That hurricane was bad. <laughs> We just had one. We just had one. You don't know about that here. Here it's just about smoke. Yeah, we have the water you need. <laughs> he took paternity leave since August. Who? Pete Buttigieg. I mean, Good for him. Good for him. You've never expanded a vacation. <laughs> it does seem like a long paternity leave. Am I alone in feeling no. like it seems a little long? <laughs> Cancel. Wait, no. wait, is that a no, don't say that, or a no, you're not alone, we agree with you? No, no. They, you, they're saying you can't say it. Oh, I can't say it. I didn't know. Yeah, it's a perfect, it, actually, it seems short. <laughs> By about 14 years. <laughs> now, you may be experts. About? about raising your own children. But we've got some dad-related trivia that's going to be a little more challenging than pretending you have diarrhea so you can hide in the bathroom for an hour and look at your phone. Ricky, have you ever done that? No. You've never pretended to have diarrhea so you can look no, at your phone for an hour? No, because I have a kid that knows how to work doors, so he'll just walk <laughs> in that shit and just watch me poop for... You're not shitting, Dad! Yeah. Get up! Get off TikTok! <laughs> TikTok's great on the toilet. Do you find that? I don't TikTok. I don't TikTok. I just watch them. I don't want China in my shit. I don't care. Oh, no. China found out I'm interested in international pastries. <laughs> wow. China's That's really going to be able to do a lot with this information that I will always watch something about a different country's version of a flaky crust. I don't care. Yep, that's what I want to see. I want to see hot guys singing in harmony and flaky crusts. I'm sorry. I, I'm not with you. I'm not, I don't look at TikTok because I do not trust that company. I don't want China in my shit. That's why I stick with good old-fashioned American Facebook. Yeah. yeah. That company you can trust. U-S-A. Yeah. U-S. 
if somebody's going to spy on my privacy and exploit my identity for the purposes of advertising and marketing, I want it to be happening in the Bay Area. Yes, I want it to be an American cyborg. That's what I need. <laughs> Zuckerberg, shout out. Shout out to you, Mi Big Zuck. <laughs> Big Zuck. <laughs> That's my guy. That's our guy. Yeah. You don't have him here. Okay, I got a question. If you could push a button and Joe Manchin and what's that other person's name? Kirsten Cinema. They disappear or Mark Zuckerberg disappears. Which button you pushing? We need them. We need them. They get replaced by uh, Ricky and me. Mm. <laughs> but then again, could I re but then again, Ricky, we've just met. Yeah. But based on the vibes, I would put you in charge of Facebook right fucking now. Dude, wrong, wrong move. <laughs> <laughs> wrong move. I came from a shitty neighborhood. I just love Facebook because I get to watch everybody that ruined my life as a kid. I get to watch them as adults have shitty lives, and that's how it should be used. Are we under the impression that's not how Mark Zuckerberg is using Facebook <laughs> late at night? That is literally its reason for existing. That's true. All right, all right, another one that's, for you. Okay. You push a button. Goodbye, Facebook. Goodbye, filibuster. What you pushing? Wow, that's a really interesting question. See, I think Facebook. Well, here's I'm with the question. You. Here's what I would say. It's it's a, it's a question of, do you want to take care of an acute crisis right now? Or the thing that is causing the underlying crises we'll be dealing with for the next 20 exactly. years. But, but if we don't fix some of this shit right now, it won't matter what we do in three years. Because they're going to they're gonna install Trump by fiat. And then we can get rid of all the filibusters and Facebooks we want. It won't matter. Guess what I'm doing right now? Deleting Facebook? Googling filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> well, on you that really are from Queens, man. <laughs> This is great. It's time. <laughs> he really is Googling filibuster. I love it. <laughs> it is time for a quiz we call Daddy's Home. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> it, I'm going to do no more code switching and saying it in my gayest voice humanly possible. Okay. Daddy's Home. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's my how often do you pull that that's out? How, no, that's how he talks. Every, as soon as they stop, they press record, end on the, on the record. America. That's it. It's, I think the filibuster is, should be removed. Stop recording. Hey, Tommy, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> First question for you both. Let's go. How much paid parental leave of any kind is federally mandated in the U.S.? Oh, this is real trivia. Real trivia. Is there an A, B, or C? No. Two weeks? It's zero. Oh, wow. Yeah, I figure it's zero. Well, okay. I didn't get the answer, but okay. How many... <laughs> I'm going to do what you did, though. I'm going to wait for somebody else to say it wrong, and then I figured the right answer. <laughs> if passed, how many weeks of paid parental leave would Biden's Build Back Better bill give Americans? Six, say 10, or 12? Uh, oh, oh, I was going to say two months. I'm going to say six. Eight. Tw <laughs> it's 12, 12 weeks, but you got it. I've decided. Time for a lightning round. Already? <laughs> this is paternity trivia, and you have okay. to tell us which is longer. Okay. Ricky, when it comes to the case of four-year-old Alicia, you are not the father. <laughs> you got Googling it. Googling that. All right. Which was longer? Kim Kardashian's marriage to Chris Humphreys or paternity leave in Slovenia? <laughs> I would go Slovenia because they weren't together for... They were, they, yo, that shit went down fast. You got and it. And yo, <laughs> I fucking felt bad for him because I saw him like two weeks later get out of an Uber and it was a silver Camry. <laughs> 
That wasn't. You're saying it wasn't Uber Black. He wasn't do. It was bad. It was. He was back to X. I was like, he was, damn. He had that brief flickering moment when it was like, time for a black. Now it's like, nope, back to Uber X. Uh, you're correct. Uh, it was the marriage was 72 days. Paternity leave in Slovenia is 90 days. Which is longer, the time Felicity Huntman spent in jail or paternity leave in Chile? Uh, the jail one. That's correct. Felicity Huffman spent 11 days in jail versus a week of paternity leave in Chile. What is longer, the combined length of shows on NBC's Thursday night comedy slate in 2011, if you watched every episode, or paternity leave in Mauritius? Whoa. Where's that? It's an island where that, um, that mercenary met with another person to do shenanigans. Oh, then NBC for sure, if it's there. Yeah, uh, NBC. Correct. There were eight days. <laughs> they, the, the episodes they aired of all of the shows on Thursday in 2011 was eight. I don't even know what that means. No, I know what it means because it's a Hanukkah tradition at our house. We start the Thursday night NBC comedy slate on the first night with the first candle. We keep watching in a marathon. I keep my wife and my child up the entire time. And that is how we celebrate the miracle of lights. <laughs> Ricky. What lasted longer, the impeachment of Donald Trump or paternity leave in the Netherlands? Oh, Netherlands is chill, dude. It lasted longer there. It's very, very close, but Netherlands was six weeks. The impeachment of Trump was seven weeks. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I think it's adding them together. Oh, she said, which one? Like, which impeachment? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Give me a point back. Give him a point back. Give him a point back. Thank you. Oh, shit. Hey, give me a point back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he tried to use his white privilege. Did you see that? It's all I do. <laughs> it's all I have. <laughs> Don't cut that from the show. Keep it in the show. <laughs> it's my show now. You don't get to do notes. <laughs> and finally, what was longer? The amount of time the Titanic was above water or paternity leave in Cambodia? I'm gonna. It always goes with the funniest thing. So the Titanic was longer. I'm going the opposite of him. You're right, Ricky. Damn there it. we go, buddy. Yeah. Ricky. Some was... people know how to play this fucking game, <laughs> loser. <laughs> Cambodia. No, no, no. Bring, bring the aggression. Let's... Paternity leave was ten days. The Titanic was only uh, floating for five days. But is that counting the Titanic the whole time that Leo was on the plank of wood? Or yeah, that's what I'm wearing. That was a part yeah. of the Titanic, like yeah, the search was... and rescue part. Mm -hmm. What? How many days? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Give me a point back. No, nope. don't, don't. Ari, don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! Don't you dare! Don't trivialize. Do not minimize or trivialize this point system. All right. <laughs> don't make a mock. Thank you. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's a rare producer that can find comedy in the dings and dings. No, I love that. I, mean, I love it. I that's love it. impressive. We should all give it up for Ari on the ones and twos. All right. Motion, Ricky. Thank you so much for our next segment, Little Housekeeping. What a day is celebrating its two-year anniversary next week. That's two years of breaking down the biggest news stories in a way that's hopefully uh, entertaining. It doesn't make you want to cry. Congratulations to Gideon Resnick, Priyanka Arabindi, Travel Anderson. Josie Duffy Rice and the entire team at What a Day for reaching this incredible milestone. New episodes of What a Day drop every weekday, 5 a.m. Eastern. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And have you ever wondered if the internet is slowly breaking our brains? And if so, is there anything we can do about it? In Crooked's new series, 
Offline with John Favreau, you'll hear John's candid conversations with newsmakers, political figures, artists, entertainers, and writers about how the internet shapes the way we live for better or worse. It's an excellent show. I'm telling you, you will love it. The first episode of Offline with John Favreau drops Sunday, October 24th in the Pod Save America feed. So follow Pod Save America on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. I'm incredibly nervous to check in one last time with Brian, but let's see. Uh, is Brian here? No sign of Brian. Brian, uh... I'm sorry. Pardon. <laughs> Pardon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Did I blow it? Am no, I late? No, you're okay. I haven't slept in days. Why haven't you slept in days? We've only been doing this for a few hours. Can you please just make a booster cocktail like we talked about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just making out with like half of Hollywood Boulevard. What are you talking? Your parents are here. I had a Moscow molar, John. First, you take your fake vaccine card that's got one dose of Moderna, and then you add a black market Sputnik shock that you get on eBay, the Russian vaccine that probably works, and then you waterfall vodka into your mouth. Oh, Brian, no. Why would a Moscow Muller lead you to make out on Hollywood Boulevard? Because I had like two or three of those. And then I noticed that I could sense who had COVID and who did not. And then, like a truffle pig, I was drawn to them. And I realized I'm so immune, I'm so inoculated, that I can cure COVID. Oh, no. Like the nanobots in No Time to Die. Okay. <laughs> and so I thought, I'm going to go smooch some Taurus, and then I'm going to stop the spread. And then the case count is like way lower. CDC, more like CDB, for Brian. Brian, is there any vaccine left? Was there any to begin with? Are you just drunk? I'm drunk on health. John, uh-huh. why are you yelling at me in front of my friends? John, I thought you'd be proud of me. I, I am proud of you, Brian. I'm proud of Brian. We're proud of Brian, right? But I just don't think these boosters give you superpowers, and now I, I feel bad. But do you want to walk off stage and yell all the cocktail names you didn't get to use? Daiquiri OC, Hot Toddy Cruise, Margo redistricting, Bloody Mary Trump, Cosmo Pelosi, Polo Mansion, Build Back Babies. Producer Brian, everybody. Give it up for Brian's parents. Now it's time for a segment I'm very excited about. The newest and longest James Bond movie, No Time to Die, has finally been released, and we're so excited to have an actual Bond girl from the film joining us live. Please give a warm welcome to Titsy Malone. Hi, Titsy. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. So... So exciting to be here. My accent is very vague. It's going to go in and out. <laughs> so, um, t- Titsy, uh, may, may I call you Titsy? Yes, of course. As I told you, producers, the only name I answer to. My real name is Katya Lacroix Spindrift. <laughs> I'd say kind of sexier than Titsy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we all need a stage name, John. A little bit of mystery. I'll, it's like how Jamie Foxx's real name is 
Eric Bishop, the hottest name imaginable. <laughs> wow, it is. So titsy. Yes. I went to see No Time to Die in theaters. It was almost three hours long and only felt lightly edited. But I have to say, I don't actually remember seeing you in it. Oh, I thought so, John. I had a feeling they'd cut me right out of the film. <laughs> oh, no, that's t Why? What happened? Well, every new Bond movie prides itself on being more progressive than the last. Oh, Bond is progressive now. He hits a woman. Or Bond is progressive now. A, a woman murders a general with her thighs. How nice Bond didn't surprise that acquaintance with an almost hostile mouth kiss. <laughs> Even in No Time to Die. Wow, Bond is so progressive. Q has a gay date. You don't actually see a gay date, of course. That would be gross. Well... <laughs> That's true, it's entirely off screen. But when you put it like that, Titsy, Bond doesn't sound very progressive at no, all. No, and that's what my character, Titsy, was supposed to finally deliver. An age-appropriate, authentic, relatable female character who's still younger than Daniel Craig. Look it up. <laughs> oh, 51 and fit as a fiddle. It was finally going to bring Bond into the 21st century. And how was it uh, going to do that exactly? Why, by having James Bond escort me to a safe and legal abortion. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. There is a legal abortion in the new James Bond movie? <laughs> well, apparently not, John. Since you said they uh, cut it all out, but yes, at least according to the pages I shot, James Bond was going to drive me to my appointment, wait for me, then take me to a Starbucks on my way home as a treat. Drive through! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly frank, I don't really see that how that would have fit into the plot of the film, Titsy. Well, oh, that's the point, John. It was just something that has happened in the movie, and then we naturally moved on to talking about Nanobot Mist or whatever the fuck that movie was about. No, no, you got it. It was Nanobot Mist. Well, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to see that. It, it really could have changed the game. Oh, that's not the only progressive element in the movie, John. Did they include my character's struggle to find affordable childcare for my stepson, Cameron? Or my stepdaughter... Also named Cameron. Not that. <laughs> not that I recall. What about the scene where I first meet James Bond in the Windex aisle at Costco? <laughs> or the one where I seduce him at the Minnesota State Fair by eating a corn dog real slow? Maybe. Uh, when I, <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe when I was in the bathroom, but I don't think so. Or the one where James Bond saves my life after I start choking on the last bite of corn dog that I had saved in my purse for later. Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> Wrapped in a napkin. <laughs> oh, John, I crushed those scenes. I was irresistible. I was the first Bond girl to have my own catchphrase. All right, all right, Titsy, I'll bite. What was this catchphrase? Casserole, Freddy. Okay. Ah! <laughs> yeah! Cass, of course it was. Of mm -hmm. course it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, John, this really toasts my corn dog crust. Getting axed from the flick, though I guess I should have known when they changed the title. I'm afraid to ask. Look out! Here comes Titsy! <laughs> it was a working title. These, uh, 
audience have no idea what they're missing. I mean, you saw the movie. What did you think of it? Well, to be honest, um, you would have been a great addition to it. I'm really sorry you weren't in the film. Oh, God. It's too bad, you know. Titsy Malone would have single-handedly rescued the 007 franchise. <laughs> you crack open any magazine, and everybody's wondering, oh, who could the next James Bond be a lady? Oh, could the next James Bond be an Idris Elba? That would be cool. But nobody's asking whether the next Bond girl can be a very, very age-appropriate substitute teacher with an eight-year-old Kia Sorrento and a touch of psoriasis. Psoriasis incurable. Incurable. It is incurable. It cannot be cured. It can be ameliorated, can, certainly helped by creams. There's but palliative measures. But guess what, John? What? She can. Check out my extensive B-plot about consolidating my crushing medical debt with my pulverizing student loan debt. Do I pull it off barely and badly, John? <laughs> Tipsy. I'm sorry to tell you this, but, but... That was cut out, too? Wow. I guess the Bond franchise really isn't interested in being modern. I'm just glad that at the very least, no time to die ends the way it should with James Bond retiring from his job, realizing state-sponsored espionage does more harm than good, and retiring to raise his child with Chasen Budagag. Budagag. Budagag? Budagag. 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 So... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You didn't go to the premiere, did you? No. No, I didn't. I didn't go. I was arguing with my... Kaiser Permanente representative about covering my bunion surgery. Why? Titsy Malone, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Maria Bamford. Oh, that was incredible. Come on. Thank you so much. Now it's time to end on a high note. Uh, oh, wait, where is Hannah, who has some very exciting news? Hi. This is Hannah. I just got married. Yeah. <laughs> to this guy. That's great. Was this something you had planned to do uh, during the pandemic or before the pandemic? Uh, during. During. And how long had you been together before the pandemic? Two years. Two years. And then how soon into the pandemic did you realize you were going to be one of the couples that made it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> After seven years of blood, sweat, and tears of running a startup this week, we saw we'll have our first year in the black. Where is Jen? And I understand that you make e-cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I make a VCR cleaner. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that's cool. I did say so. Did it take a lot of hard work? Uh, a couple late nights, one or two. One or two late nights? Yeah. What and do you actually do? Um, I try to help uh, newsrooms better listen and pay attention to the public's information needs. Okay, that's cool. Which is surprisingly hard. <laughs> well, congrats. Let's do one more. Where is Aaron? Hey, uh, Aaron, this is obviously a very important high note, and I'm very happy for you. Can you tell us um, what you've been through and, and what you want to share? We have an eight-month-old daughter named Juniper, and for the last week, she's been really constipated. <laughs> she pooped twice. Yes! <laughs> Juniper pooped twice! And that's our show. Thank you to Travel, Alexis, Moshe, Ricky, Maria, and everyone who left a high note. And special thanks to Macy Solar, Sela, and AJ Warren for making this week's song. There are 380 days until the 2022 midterm elections. Have a great weekend and see you all next week. Woo!
Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our senior producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Jocelyn Coughlin, Pulavi Ganalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Our associate producer is Brian Semmel. Bill Lance is our editor, and Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Marissa Meyer, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Nar Melkonian and Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroot for filming and editing video each week so you can. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.